Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me is Colin Mitchell, who suffers from balding. Male pattern baldness. baldness. There you go. Yeah, we, we, we've been, you know, I've been, uh, I've, I've not had my hair long for much, for very long, but like I've been noticing as I've been watching for like the last few months, that like hair has been coming out into my hands. And so today it happened again. Like I get out of the shower and I look in the mirror and I like look down and look up and I'm like, oh, that thing, that's that, that it's, it's thin and pretty bad. Um, you know, um, hey, in today's day and age, I'm sure you can do something. You can get, you know, I, I heard, uh, what's, a don't Brian Urlacher and somebody else. From yeah, the they, have Cowboys. They, they have that commercial and maybe mm-hmm. I just need to imagine me with plugs. I could be LeBron. For the podcast, I think you need to do it. I, I, I think we need to know how long I keep the hair. My dad, my dad, when he started balding, he just shaved it off. Went, went with it. Yeah, he's, well, he's been bald for. Yeah, you can't years. be someone with like long hair and then just nothing. On no, top that's of called a, that's called a skullet. You don't want a skullet. I didn't know that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah, it's called a skullet. <laughs> yeah, but imagine though, I could, I you know, or I could get one of those hats like the visors that have like the hair built in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Comb over. You know, I there's, support, there's, some, there's some options. I would support you no matter what you do. Thanks, at the age Bernie, of 25, 26, midlife crisis, whatever, however old you are. Um, but there was a football game, Colin, and I'm not yep. talking about our fantasy football game because, yeah, that oh, yeah, I won. Ways. Sorry, Bernie. My team is we have a long ways to go. Um, yeah, I lost to uh, Colin. The score is 161 football. to 118, by the way. Yeah, Colin beat me in fantasy football. Yeah, sorry, right. anyways. Let's All right, there's two minutes, two minutes of nonsense talk. Let's talk North Texas for a bit because I was right. I was right. I'm going to come on here. You were. When I'm right about them being bad, I'm going to say I was right. When I'm right about them being good, I'm going to say I was right. I mean, I think I just know this team, this program so well. Are you trying to say that you're just omnis, om, omnipresent? What's the what's the word? Omnis? It sounds right. It sounds right. It sounds right. Are you just able to know, Bruni? There you go. Yeah, yeah. I just know this team. I know this program well enough. Uh, let Seth Luttrell well enough. And um, we we set, talked all last podcast about how FA is a good team and how they almost beat Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I came on here, I said, it's not going to matter. North Texas is going to come out here at home. They're going to play probably their best game of the year, and they're going to win. I hate and... Conference USA. <laughs> you know how many games State. where it's like, it's like Middle Tennessee? Who Middle Tennessee beat? I forgot. Oh, Miami. They beat yeah, Miami. Yeah, they lost to James Madison by like forty points. And then UTSA beat beat them by, uh, not beat them bad, but they beat them. Yeah, and then UTSA almost. Yeah, it's just I think just it's it's like an enigma, you know, like uh, it's crazy. I think Rice beat UAB. Yeah, Rice beat UAB yesterday. Rice beat UAB. Well. Uh, didn't Western have a game with somebody? Indiana. Um. Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so, it's just like what is happening? Anyways, look, yeah. The conference conference USA has been completely surpassed by the Sun Belt. North Texas will be heading to the American, and the American, if they don't get, I mean, at this point, the Sun Belt's probably better than what the American's going to be next year. So that's sad. I don't know, man. The Sun Belt looks. North damn Texas good. came. North Texas came from the Sun Belt. <laughs> what could have been? Just stay what there. I mean, Tulane, James Madison, Coastal Carolina, Georgia. I mean, Georgia State hasn't had a great year, but I still think they're a good team. Georgia Southern, go down the list. Some about the damn good uh, conference here. Regardless, enough about conference you say. Enough about North Texas, or enough about 
us. Yeah. North Texas won the game, and they won it convincingly. Yep. And I didn't even watch the fourth quarter, Colin. I didn't either because there was nothing happening. So. Nothing was left. I had – well, the LSU game started for me, so I had an excuse. Regardless, I thought it was funny that they not only controlled every facet of the game, but even with all that happening, we still had people – and, I mean, I was maybe even one of those people – a lot of Twitter was still uncertain about Austin Ani being the answer at quarterback because he threw his fourth pick six. That was seven it was, quarters. Was, a, was a really bad pick six. It was bad. Yeah. Fourth pick six in seven quarters of football. You cannot make that up. Shout out my man. It's still, literally, still, still starting. It's literally, but then, so you have those moments, and I think we'll start with Ani here. He had that moment. And it felt like it was the only way FAU was going to get back in the game because North Texas was up 28-7. to Yeah. He throws the pick six. It's 28-14. And then FAU gets the ball back and scores again on a ridiculous – I mean, it should have been a tackle, whatever. Um, another play, and it's 28-21. And you're just like, can North Texas just get out of its own way for once in its life? Like, this, they're clearly the better team here. Yeah. They are in complete control, and they still let FAU right back in the game. And yeah. I blame Austin Oni for doing that. But then they come back in the second half and they take care of business. Again, credit to Seth Luttrell for keeping them engaged and, and doing what they needed to do. Credit to Phil Bennett for the adjustments. I thought they really took a Nikosi Perry out of his game. But, uh, yeah, I thought Austin Oni throwing another pick six was uh, really, really bad. But he, he played all right other than that. I mean, I thought he played pretty good. Outside. Like you said, I said, I mean, 14 to 20 for 180 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for me was that they actually started using their weapons a little bit more. I mean, yeah. Jair Shorter, three touchdowns, and it wasn't just the same old play where it's like run, 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 run. They mixed it up. Stone Earl came in the game for like some weird, I don't even know. That stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was nice to see something else in, when you're within 20 yards. And uh, it, it felt good to see that. I just I tweeted out it's nice to see them finally use Jair Shorter, man. Shout out Jair. Shout out Jair. We know obviously going through the injury last year, we were like, all right, they gotta start getting him more involved because he's played past- two games or five games the last two seasons. I saw the stat on the broadcast. Okay. I'm not gonna try to do math in my head or however that works. But yeah, it's Jair Shorter is obviously we've talked about him being a great talent for the past three years, and so Obviously, last year he missed the season, but for him to have three catches for three touchdowns was good. Rod Burns, I've never once questioned his ability. I've always just said I feel like they need scholarship, like those right. you know, homegrown type players to really step up. Yeah, I thought I thought Rod Burns was great with those three three catches. He had the one thirty four yard one where he basically like turned, caught it with like one hand. That was an awesome play. But yeah, yeah you mentioned Varkey's Gums three catches. Jake Roberts one. Um, that Jake Roberts catch was good too. Yeah, 20 yards. So the pass game gets going a little bit. Akaika Ragsdale and Oscar Attaway, 16 carries each. Balanced offense. Colin, I don't think we could ask for anything more. They they lit it up. Yeah, no, I, I was really happy with it. And, and outside of the uh, the pick six, they didn't they weren't trying to shoot themselves in the foot. It didn't look like I didn't, there wasn't like a moment where I was like, well, this is going to go bad, you know, yeah. like um, outside of that pick six. So I was really, really happy. And then not only that, like you get – um, you mentioned uh, how do you say his name? I can't pronounce his name. Rajante Wilder, Ragsdale. Oh, Ikaika Ragsdale. Ikaika, 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 Ikaika Ragsdale. I it was nice seeing it not just be Attaway and a day like just like running everyone. It was cool to like see 
Ragsdale finally coming to his own because we've talked about him, I think, the last two years where it's like he he's something special. Um, so it was cool, uh, especially, you know, you have those four backs. Obviously, Isaiah Johnson had the game that he wanted to. Um, but, yeah, I just like that they mixed everything up and there weren't any glaring weaknesses on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, I really don't have too much else. I thought defensively they were really good. We have talked about Rich Tejada, two pick sixes. Uh, or the one got returned to the one. I yeah. The other one, but I'm going to count it as a pick six. Shout out. Ridge, if they make a graphic, tell them to put two pick sixes on there. All right, don't 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 say one pick six, two interceptions. No, two pick sixes. Uh, one of them was a really weird play where the guy was like falling over and hit his helmet and it bounced into his hands. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. It shows it. If nothing else, turnovers, even if they are lucky at times, they show that the defense is in the right position and the right. defense has made the offense uncomfortable and can make a heads up play clearly uncomfortable. And so, shout out to the defense. Shout out Phil Bennett. Um, we, we, we left the Memphis game saying like, all right, well, you know, the defense wasn't great, but at the same time, they, they were not handed a great hand with, you know, all these turnovers from the offense. Right. Um, but still, if you look at on the season, like the, the point totals, just raw point totals, I know it's not how you should look at it, but like 13 points allowed against UTEP, 48 SMU, 27 Texas Southern, 58 yeah. UNLV, 44 Memphis. You still allow 28 as a team, obviously seven of those being uh, pick six, but I thought they played well. Yeah, um, and I think that that like a win like this begs the question, is Seth still gone? I wasn't, I wasn't, well, I, I don't know. I wasn't ready to talk about it yet, but let, let's. I'm, I'm, I'm not let's trying to say, like we can, I'm, I'm not saying we can make like a, like a yes or no decision here, but it's like, if you're at the, I hate that you put your hat on. If you're Ren, <laughs> I only need it. I'm balding, okay? Um, if if I'm Ren, are you having an inkling? Like, okay, well, look, maybe maybe let's not look, jump to any conclusions. Look, 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 listen. Yeah. Okay. To this point in the year, um, I think every wind has been resounding, and two of the three losses have been resounding. The Memphis loss. Y- Again, Seth Luttrell, we joked about it last podcast. They won on paper, right? They won on paper. If they just don't, obviously, Ani, if he doesn't throw those pick sixes, if they just, you know, execute a little bit better in certain situations, maybe they win that game. And then we're coming at this game a little bit differently where they're four and two. The UNLV loss is still inexcusable. And I even think the SMU loss is inexcusable still. So you have two inexcusable losses and the one loss where it's like you should have won, but you didn't because you're a program that can't win those type of games. Right, you have FAU. You completely crushed them, and I think FAU is an average conference USA team. I think I said this last podcast. I have like FAU. Yeah, you had them. You had them on the same level as UNLV. I think you. Yeah, UNLV, Memphis, FAU. I have them all pretty much on the same caliber. The difference is North Texas won this game, so they have La Tech next week. La Tech should should be a win. I haven't even seen what the spread is for this yet, Um, but North Texas should win this game at home. Okay. Also, why are they playing at three o'clock again? Are they just playing every game at three o'clock now? I don't know when this started, but three to thirty to thirty three to thirty one. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not glad I'm not covering the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just, okay. But anyways, you should be La Tech. That's four and three. If we just look at the rest of the schedule. UTSA. I'm just gonna say it's a loss because UTSA is an amazing program, amazing team. West Kentucky's playing really, really well. I think that'll be a close one. It's on the road. I'll say it's a loss. FIU win. UAB looks awful right now. Between UAB and Rice, let's say they go one on one. What does that put us at? FIU, LaTeX, uh, and one of the two. That's six and six. Mm. 
So that would still, in my opinion, obviously, then you'd have to not win be the enough. Game. You'd have to get you'd have, you'd have to win the bowl game, get to seven and six for me to even have a conversation at that point. Yeah. This team, and this this team, we've said it before, the talent is there. Okay, the buy-in, I think, is there. We only ever questioned the coaching. We've only ever questioned um, the quarterback play, and you know some execution here and there. If they can get to seven wins, if they can play how they did last week, they can get to seven and five, which is what yeah. we predict to come in the year. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have a great answer for you, Colin. Uh, sorry to get all coach speak on you. I don't have a great answer for you, but we're going to take it one game at a time. Well, I think I think it's a conversation that needs to be had because obviously we've been cheering the, uh, at least especially me, been cheering the it's over, you know, over banner everywhere, holding it up, saying, all right, guys, pack it in. Um, but I also think it's important, you know, to also point out that, yeah, we, I mean, I didn't think, I thought that FAU was going to beat North Texas, obviously, but like you said, the win looked pretty much like they dominated the whole entire game. It wasn't like a, you know, close, you know, knee knocker, yes. like, you know what I mean? So like, knee knocker. I, sorry, it's a golf thing. I mean, yeah, you I know, didn't you, know that you, you got like a four foot putt to knee knocker. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I get it now because like the legs are shaking. Yeah, you're you're terrified. Okay. Like if it's a, anyways, anyways. Um, <laughs> um. So if it was a closer game, I might be up, coming up here going, well, you know, it's not good enough. But like, they they convinced me that they're able to make those seven wins. Like you said, again, obviously you'd have to get the bowl game. Um, the only thing that is concerning for that to happen is can they be consistent in doing so? And we haven't seen that thus far this season you know you have the UCF win and then fall apart Texas Southern and fall apart Memphis if you want to count that as a moral victory whatever um so can they can they string together Louisiana Tech UTSA you know who knows what will even happen I don't know you, they beat UTSA last year so you know yeah but <laughs> again uh they he he holds his own destiny they hold their own destiny in their hands because I don't look at like we talked about earlier in this podcast I don't look at Conference USA as being a really good conference this year. Like, this is one of the worst Conference USA seasons I'd say in a while. Yeah. Right? Like, if UAB is over here losing to Rice, and I know Rice pushed Houston, so transitive properties say Rice has to be pretty decent. Still, like, it's probably one of the worst Conference USA seasons in a while, and this is the last season where Texas is in it. So you have to take advantage of this. You shouldn't be going 6-6, six and six, and you should be, in theory, competing for a conference championship game. I know that sounds crazy. But they are two and zero. Yeah, the play. conference is crazy that they're two and zero. They should be three and zero next week. And I'm I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. things happen when we get ahead of ourselves on this podcast. They should beat La Tech, and they'd be three and zero. Think about it, Colin. That'd be crazy. Think about it. it. The, the I mean, discourse around crazy. this team will be will be it'd what it'll be, it'll be. Hey, Seth's got them. They figured it out. That's three straight wins, Colin. Or two, well, two two straight wins. The Memphis one, I'm still. Weird. They almost it, they almost got you. You almost got got with on paper. Seth almost got me. He almost got me with the psychology. Gaslit right? by Seth. <laughs> gaslit Seth. Gaslit me into thinking Memphis was a win. Jesus. Okay, but anyways, that would be two straight wins, and you go to UTSA from there. Uh, you're three and zero in conference. Uh, I still think UTEP's really bad. Um. I don't think LaTeX is good. I know FIU is one of the worst teams in the country. Rice and UAB obviously just played each other, and it was not a 
spectacle of a game. So UTSA and Western are going to be the best two teams remaining on their schedule. Can yeah. they be? Can they win one of those? And then that would probably put them in position to compete to be in the conference championship game. Colin, I don't crazy. know. That'd be Am crazy. I getting ahead of myself? I don't know. It let almost me, seems, let me dream. Let me I dream. It, it almost seems like it should be easy. You know what I mean? On paper. <laughs> that's on paper. How the, that's how we're playing the game now. They're already champions. <laughs> on paper, Colin. Was that UNLV loss even a loss? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's 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 what I mean. It's like they lose so like you said, their three wins have been resounding wins. Their losses have been demolished outside of Memphis. And it's like it, it's it's hard to juggle the two. Like, what is this team? And right now, I, I guess if you want to count Memphis as the win, they're uh <laughs> you think they got three and zero hanging up in the locker room? Three and zero. Like three like, straight, like three straight wins is what I meant. Three like, straight if wins. They, they, well, <laughs> if they they beat La Tech, they will. They're definitely gonna have look. If they beat La Tech, it'll be three and zero in conference. Nothing else will matter, right? Oh, yeah. That's gonna be the whole Seth Luttrell talking point in every press conference will be. Well, I'm really proud of these guys, man. Three and zero in conference. Nothing will be said of those other four games. Nothing. And he's will right. Be they don't matter. They don't matter. Sure, they don't matter. Right. But, but at but, the same time, you're playing in Conference USA. Yeah. And you should. You should be competing for conference championships in year seven in this conference. Oh it's yeah. One of the worst Conference USA seasons ever. What I, what I meant by it doesn't matter is that. You know he's right three and zero, and if he's trying to get the championship, the other no, games right. don't matter. He's right, one hundred percent. He's right. So, um, yeah, we'll see. They hold their own cards. They got La Tech this week at home, which we always know La Tech brings weird things with them. I hate La Tech. It's a weird vibe. Ever yeah. since I was a kid, North Texas and La Tech <laughs> go at it. All right, um, I believe that's all we have. Um, uh, uh, not yet. To the pick, to the pick them. The pick them. Yep. Let's see. Let me see. I have it up here somewhere. I'm just glad. I'm just glad they cashed my bet, man. Shout out North Texas money line. Never, never in question. Well, I lost the score. Obviously, you got that. Yes, you lost the score. Uh, Austin on completion percentage. I said over. You said under. I got that. That's FAU crazy. Over. That's actually crazy. You got that, by the way. Anyways, I know. When I said it, you were like under. Okay. Anyways, uh, FAU over under is 27 and a half. 28, 28 right? Let's go. <laughs> you said over. I said under. You got that. And then I don't remember what the Austin Ani one was, but we both said under. So I think it was yards, wasn't it? I feel like it was yards. Yeah, 300 yards or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. So we both said under. We both got that right. Okay. So that moves us now to I got I got the score and the Ani one. And you got the um, FAU one, so that puts us now at thirteen to thirteen. Yeah, on the year, Colin. Damn, I gotta, I gotta step up. We'll see. I have got to step up. We'll see. Uh, one last thing before we go. A parting gift. Are the interceptions going to be an issue? You're, are you asking if we should worry about Asanani still? His interceptions. <sighs> I mean, we've seen it lose them a game, right? Yeah. Like, single-handedly lose them a game. Not against... on paper, though. <laughs> they single-handedly lost them a game against Memphis. 
against yeah. UNLV. Wasn't it a pick that like kind of turned the game? I might be wrong, but I thought it was early in the second half they threw the pick, right? I against UNLV. So. I have to. Uh, I'm looking I, I hate. I hate speculating on podcasts. I try to only speak facts, but you know how it goes sometimes. But regardless, you have these pick sixes, and now I'm looking it up. Uh, All right, scoring play. I don't even. No, they were both in the fourth quarter. He threw two in the fourth quarter? Yeah, one with 42 oh, seconds 42 left seconds and left. one with seven minutes, six minutes left. I think it was only one. Am I wrong? I think, I'm, I think it was only one. I'm, I'm looking so, right now. Pass yards from Brumfield, Aiden Robinson run, Brumfield. Yeah, no, we're good. It was only that one. Okay, so I was wrong. Regardless, it um it is a problem when you go against when, when it's obviously when it's a close game, when it's a team that you should be, all that stuff, or whenever it's a momentum swinger, which it was against FAU. Yeah. Like if they lose that game, or even if it's close against FAU the rest of the way. I think you have to look at changing quarterbacks. The fact that they bounced back and they put FAU away the way that they did, I think he's safe. However, even if it's not pick sixes anymore, if he, if he throws two picks next game, he has lots yeah. of you got to start having this conversation. Yeah, what sucks is because he's able to shine in a lot of different ways. And because like there were a couple of throws during the uh, FAU game where I was like, dang, like that's a play. The the yeah. uh, the pass toward Jake Roberts after he was basically yep. getting tackled, and then I forgot the other one where he had to step up in the pocket and throw him down the middle, and then he throws that awful pick. So you know he he flashes all of these things, but but you know how long can you keep him out there? So we'll see. Well, yeah, and and part of it is being a little unlucky. Obviously, the Memphis ones being returned for touchdowns, and yeah. whenever an interception is returned for a touchdown. Some of it's on the quarterback, depending on the route that he's throwing and, you know, the timing and all that stuff. But some of it's just being a little unlucky. If those don't go for touchdowns, we're having a very different conversation. At this point. Oh, yeah. But they are going for touchdowns. So I think it's worth having a conversation that he can lose you a game. So I don't know. I think if they were thinking about making a change, they would have tried somebody else at this point. And uh, that's true. They haven't. So Honestly, when Stone Earl came in, I was like thrown off. I was like, did they just like. They, they brought him on just to run. No, I know, I know, but like I, I like looked down and looked up and saw Earl, and I was like, "Whoa!" Well, the broadcast was thrown off because they they went, they went. That's what happened. They went Wildcat three straight plays, and then all of a sudden is like, "Well, Ani's still that receiver." And then the broadcast goes, "Wait a minute, Ani's not even on the field anymore." And then Stone Earl comes running on and takes the snaps, and you're just like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, I guess this is what we're doing." All right, that's it. Um, I guess the the basketball podcast will have to wait another week, Colin, because this football team is making its push. Amen. I forgot there's basketball happening. I know. I got to get McCaslin on. I got to get Grant. I got to hit up his agent. My agent, reach out to his agent, work all that out. So, all right. That's all we have for you all today. We hope you enjoyed it. Got 25-minute podcast out late Sunday night. So uh, if you enjoyed it, leave, leave a like, comment, share, and subscribe to the channel. You follow us on Facebook right there. I almost messed it up. Spotify over there. You uh, Twitter down here. And, yeah, you know where you can find you us. You did it. At all times. There you go. So, yeah, we thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to you all later. Look at Maya in the back. She's just chilling.
I know. She's like staring at me. Yeah, she likes to watch. Kind of unsettling. <laughs> now that's, that's all you get. <laughs> that's you it. All right. Uh, we'll see y'all later.